Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host... Paul Jamison. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, the show that helps lawn care and landscaping pros grow your businesses and achieve financial freedom, baby. I'm your host, Paul Jamison, and today we're tackling a topic that's crucial to both personal and business success. Oh, I wish someone would have taught me this in middle school, even high school, <laughs> even college. That is the ever important topic of budgeting. I'm going to say that word again, budgeting. So whether you're just starting out uh, in life, I know we got a lot of teenagers that listen to this show that still live with uh, parents, guardians, things of that nature, uh, or you've been in the game for years and, and, you know, real life is something that you got to do every single day. Understanding and managing our budget is key to unlocking our financial potential. So we're going to dive in and demystify budgeting, making it practical and tactical for everyday use. I was listening this morning to Steve Harvey uh, talk about how he purchased a 1,600-acre land here in Georgia, right right outside of Atlanta. Uh, The uh, Chick-fil-A family had uh, this huge ranch, farm, I don't know what you call it, 16 acres. It's huge, right? And they sold it to Steve Harvey, yet... Even Steven, and as successful as he's been in the the millions of dollars he's accumulated in his net worth, the plans that he has for this property with, he wants to build a gym there. He wants to build like 300 lodging for basically 300 people at a time, all these things. And he doesn't have the money quite yet, but he's, he's planning for it. He's, he's creating a a budget and a strategy of, of how he's going to get there. And so my point in sharing that is, we can't just out earn our stupidity and think, oh, well, if I just make a whole bunch of money, then I don't have to worry about budgeting every more anymore. We always have to have uh, a budget. Dave Ramsey, I think he's a billionaire now. He's still got to have a budget. A few, a few uh, private jets and a few may, I mean, you, you can spend the money easily. So uh, we, we need to learn how to budget. So what we're going to do is we're going to break today's um, podcast up into two parts. Part one is personal budgeting essentials, how to set and track a budget 
in our personal lives. And then with that foundation, we're going to talk about budgeting for a actual lawn care business. What, what are those common expenses to track, to, to, to keep account of in our overhead, in our lawn care business? So are you ready? Not as sexy as talking about other topics, but I am telling you what, I wish someone would have sat me down in middle school, high school, college, and, and taught these personal budgeting essentials. So, all right, let's dive right into the personal budget. It's more than just numbers on a spreadsheet. It's about understanding your financial flow and making smart decisions. Now, if you listen to this podcast for, for years or months, you know that we have a heavy focus on the financial flow uh, of the money coming into the business. We talk about earning potential, earning as much as we can, prospering, making a bunch of money. But as we earn money, we need to make smart decisions with that money. My bookkeepers, Megan and Joey, were sharing with me of the success of their clients. I'm one of their clients and they have uh, lawn care business owner clients all over uh, the United States and they're earning collectively more money. Revenue's going up and you better believe it, profits are going up. But just because we're making more money doesn't mean we can get stupid with our decisions. So let's talk about the personal budget. There are common expenses in a personal budget. The most common, the likely largest, is our housing cost. Whether that's rent, whether that's a mortgage, you probably have housing costs. Now, shout out to my boy, Tony Rudolph, down there in Lake Oconee. Shout out to my boy, Andy Mulder, up there in Chicago, or wherever, in Indiana. I think he lives close to Chicago. They don't have a mortgage. They, they own their house outright. Fantastic. Most folks listening, though, you will have the biggest portion of your budget for your personal is your housing cost. What does that cost per month? Is it 2000? Is it 2500? Is it 3000? Who knows? Maybe it's more. I don't know. So whether it's rent or mortgage, that's usually the biggest line on a budget. But what I like to do, I have a spreadsheet. You can use Microsoft Excel or you could use Google Sheets, or I, I don't even know if there's one on the Mac that's called something else. But you know what a spreadsheet is? It's got a bunch of columns and rows and you just put on, you know, the one column, rent, or if it's a mortgage. And then you put the amount next to that. And then there's the utilities. And I know this is different. We have people lifting in different parts of the world. And even here in Georgia, I think it's different in different parts of, of Atlanta or whatnot. But you probably have something for power along the lines of, you know, we have Georgia power here, electricity. I don't know what it has in your neck of the woods, but, you know, the big company around Atlanta is called Georgia Power, right? You got to pay them to keep the lights on for, for your electricity. And again, it might be a different company in your neck of the woods. And then you probably have a water, a, a sewage bill. There's water uh, flowing into your home, apartment, wherever, hopefully, and, and water, hopefully <laughs> flowing out, right? You go to the restroom and the, the water has got to go back to the, to the sewage place, right? So you got to pay for the rent. You got to pay for the electricity. You got to pay for the water. Dave Ramsey calls these the four walls, the rent, the electricity, the water, the, the other part of the, that's two parts of the wall. The other part of the wall is groceries, right? Food. You don't have to eat at Ruth Chris or 
wherever, the nice places all the time, there's basic groceries to uh, run our lives, such as, uh, you know, just every everyday food that you need. Talking about the necessities here. And then, of course, there's transportation that, that completes the four walls. You, you want to have a reliable vehicle. You don't need a Rolls Royce. Uh, if you have the money to buy one, by all means, go for it. But uh, basic transportation to get around. And some other things in the personal budget, if you if you actually look at it at my spreadsheet or, you know, a common person spreadsheet, there's insurances as well. And don't forget, what are we leaving out here on the budget? Can anyone guess? Savings and investments that, that should be on your budget as well. If you want to become wealthy, uh, having savings for the future, having investments for the future, uh, there, there, there should be money allocated to those. And if you properly invest smartly and, and, and save, hopefully, you know, that will compound. Uh, that's a whole nother topic for another day, but th- those are kind of the basics. And I'm sure I'm leaving things out like uh, gym membership. That's not necessary. I actually canceled my gym membership um, to, to try to save money. I, I used to go to anytime fitness, shout out to all my anytime fitness peeps, but it was $16 and 99 cents a month or pardon me, every two weeks, it's like 34, $35 a month. And you might say, well, that's, that's not that much money, Paul, 35 bucks a month. Come on. Well, I want to, I want to invest. I want to, I want to, I have, I have goals for my future. So I'd rather have that $35 a month working elsewhere for me. But anyway, on your budget, if you do have a gym membership, put that on there. If you have other things, you know, on the budget, include everything. And the the trick here with creating this budget is balancing what you need, the the transportation, the insurance, the groceries, the water, the electricity, um, the rent with what you want, right? The gym membership, maybe the, the vacation, the, the leisure, uh, the entertainment, things of that nature, but, but, but balancing what you need with what you want, um, ensuring that you have uh, margin, that you live comfortably without compromising your financial goals, meaning the money that you have coming in, we're going to get to that in a moment, your lawn care business. Let's say you pay yourself from your business. Let's say your business is profitable. You're, 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 you're doing it right. You pay yourself 5,000 a month out of your business. You want to make sure that you don't spend that whole 5000 every month, that, that you know, you have part of that going to savings and investments and the other parts to the um, <clears throat> groceries, water, electricity, mortgage, transportation, insurance. And then, you know, if you want to splurge on leisure, as long as you have the money for it, go for it. But just make sure if you have 5000 coming in, you're not spending 6000 And a lot of folks do that because they don't b- budget and track their budget. And that's where you get into the trouble. So my pro tip, if you have one thing you can take away from our conversation today, the pro tip is don't just have a budget, track your budget. Start out by tracking every penny, every penny you spend in a month. You know what president's heads on a penny, Mr. Producer? (laughs) The penny. Yeah. Track it every, every penny, every dollar. So uh, this will give you a clear picture of where your money is going, and then you can make adjustments. Remember, a budget is not about restricting your life. It's about empowering your life. And you can write it all down on paper or on a spreadsheet, I prefer. And then when the month's over, open up your bank statement and then, and then 
I have uh, on my spreadsheet, I have the column with the expense. I have a column with the amount that it, you know, the, the projected, and then actually have another column where I write down what I actually spent on that and the date. And then I track it. I do this personally. I know there's awesome budgets out there and um, apps and, and technology and all of that stuff. And I've tried those in the past, but I've just to honestly, and it might be a little clunky. I like my spreadsheet, but I track my money every single month, every single month. And then in addition to me tracking every penny I spend personally and in business, and I'm a nerd, I like doing this number cruncher, whatever you want to call me. I also meet once a month with Megan and Joey and they take a look at it as well. I send them my personal checking accounts, savings accounts and my personal stuff, as well as my business. And they kind of set guardrails for me to make sure that I'm living comfortably without compromising my financial goals. Meaning I, I'm, I'm within margins and I'm focused on investing for the future. We're going to take a quick break and coming up after uh, we hear from today's show sponsors, we're going to talk about budgeting for the lawn care business and the actual expenses to make sure we're not overlooking uh, in lawn care and landscaping business. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge. With no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee, it's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197, and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. Vest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me. And in 32 years, he'd never increased the prices ever. And I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing. So we raised our prices through that letter about 200 grand. Say that. Say that one more time. $200,000 that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided an ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in 32 years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug and play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here. And in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly 
Okay, so now we're going to talk about budgeting for a lawn care business. And basically, whether you have a lawn care business, landscaping business, these budgets have their unique aspects, which is different from a personal expense. Uh, Your main things are going to be your equipment. You have to get a lawnmower, right? You have to get whatever the equipment is to serve your customers, uh, blowers, trimmers, lawnmowers, you need that equipment to, to serve your customers. And then there's fuel or in the innovative world of batteries, there's, you know, you got to power your equipment one way or the other, whether it's fuel or batteries. Uh, then there's maintenance on the equipment. Battery powered equipment has less maintenance, but if you have gas, you know, powered equipment, there is maintenance that's inevitable. The larger expense is employees. You have to pay your employees and that can be very costly. And then there's the other things, um, insurance, uh, commercial vehicle insurance, uh, your workers comp, all that, all the insurance that can be very pricey. And then don't forget marketing, advertising. Those are crucial, uh, especially in today's, you know, digital world. And then you have overhead. Uh, if you have a storage unit, if you have an office space, uh, utilities with all that, uh, professional services, if you use Megan and Joey Coberly, the, the landscaping bookkeeper, uh, jobber, if you if you use a CRM or whatever CRM you use, all of those have their their monthly fees as well. And so all of that adds up. And so what I do, I have a spreadsheet where I have my personal budget. I have a spreadsheet where I have my business budget. And I literally have columns and rows with every expense that I have. And it's very easy for me to find this because I just look at my bank statements. So basically after the end of every month, my bank, that's uh, it's on online. You just download the statement and I and thank God for Megan and Joey Coberly because I got to download it to send it to them. But that gives me the opportunity to go ahead and look through it and, 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 and see what my monthly expenses were for the previous month. And if you've never done this before, this is why... I say you want to open up a business checking account where all the money that goes into your business goes into that business a checking account. Uh, that way, you know what your income is for the business, the, the revenue, and then all your business expenses come out of that account. So your accounting is clean so that when you look at that, then you can know uh, what your your fixed monthly expenses are, what your variable monthly uh, costs are, and you can uh, track how your business is performing. So here's some nuggets, practical budging tips. You can use technology. Uh, I don't, I use, uh, you know, a spreadsheet that I I just made myself. I customized it, but there are budgeting apps out there, um, software that can, can simply track all of this for you that to help you forecast and all of that. Again, I just, I'm old school. I like my spreadsheet and <clears throat> My number, my number one tip though, is to whether you use a spreadsheet or, or software to, to make sure everything's mapped out. And then secondly is to review your budget regularly. I do this as a part of my morning routine. Every morning I'm checking my bank accounts. I'm checking my investment accounts. I'm checking and I'm, I'm reviewing this stuff just to make sure everything's following into place. Most things are, are um, fixed costs for me, which means it's the same every month. From a personal perspective, my rent's the same every month. From a business perspective, my storage unit where I keep all my equipment, it's the same every month, right? My QuickBooks online is the same every month. All of those uh, expenses are pretty much the same. And then there are irregular expenses, 
uh, and you just keep track of that. And so uh, the other thing to add to the budgeting process is then to get a, another set of fresh eyes on this. Um, that uh, in my case is Megan and Joey Coberly and, and, and Sheila Chaplin, um, the uh, certi- uh, certified financial planner. And, and they look at my plan. They look at my finances and they can tell me how things are going. So I know this is kind of boring. I know this is kind of cut and dry budgeting and tracking your budget. But this is the kind of stuff that brings up success, not just in your business, but in your life. When you're paying attention, you know where the money is going. So before the month begins, you already know, well, here's all the expenses I have for the month. And then as the month's going on, I'm, I'm tracking those. And then at the end of the month, I'm looking back and saying, okay, wow, that, that snuck up on me. I didn't realize I forgot about what well, you just, you pay attention. And then when you have uh, experts like Megan and Joey and, and Sheila Chaplin, in my case, or whoever your, your folks are helping you, they can take a look and, and give us insights on when we want to buy something or when we want to grow our business of the parameters and the, the, the margins and the ratios that we have to know um, when it's appropriate to increase lifestyle or increase equipment or increase uh, labor force and things of that nature. So I hope uh, this has been helpful. I am in year, I guess I started in, in the spring of 2011 in business. And now I, I don't, you can run the math. <laughs> 14, 15 years, I guess I've been in business. You never graduate from this. You don't, you don't get to earn so much money. You're like, Oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, money, and then you can look at all these companies. Uh, there was, used to be a company called Circuit City when I was a kid. They're out of business now, right? Blockbuster. Some of y'all are so young, you don't even know about these companies. They're out of business now. Like we have got to pay attention. We have got to adapt and adjust and pivot and, and make sure we're um, proactive to, to see the money coming in and the money going out and having a plan and, and making sure that we continue to bring the money coming in, that it's more than the money going out. You, you can never have long-term success if, if those, if the money going out is more than the money coming in. I mean, you could maybe weather the storm for a month or two, but the goal, at least for me, is every month I want to have more coming in than I have it going out. And then I want to have investing and saving and, and things of that nature. You don't, you don't want to be a blockbuster. You don't want to be a circuit city. We want to be a long lasting success. And it starts with creating a personal budget, tracking that personal budget, paying attention. And then in our business, having a budget, tracking the budget, planning accordingly and sticking to the plan. So we need to have a plan. We need to stick to it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. I appreciate you you tuning in to me talking about budgeting. I'm I'm speaking to my own uh, self here and and, and then the reminder to really, really, really have uh, self-control, have a plan, stick to the plan and essentially live on less than you make. So I hope this has been helpful. And uh, oh yeah, let's do a quick shout out. Thanks, Mr. Producer. We have, uh, thank you guys for leaving ratings and reviews. It means a lot. We had a new rating and review come in from Divine Landscaping. He says, I love this guy. And I love the fact that he loved God and he also gets into the meat of the green industry. Thanks for being incredible. Uh, That's Tez from Divine Landscaping. Thank you for the kind words, sir. And uh a uh, 15 year old from Mississippi says, Hey, I have about four yards. I mow along with my brother. Can you do a show about how to price a lawn starting a lawn business for teens? Young man out in Mississippi. We'll definitely add that to the, um, 
to the list. So uh, today's a good place to get started with pricing. When you know your budget and those things I, I mentioned earlier, I know you're only 15 and so you might not have as much of the expenses that I talked about with the labor force and uh, things of that nature. It sounds like you are the employee, but you got to calculate your fuel. You got to calculate your equipment. You got to calculate your maintenance. You got to calculate, you know, your insurance. Eventually you're going to probably want to do some marketing and advertising and you're probably going to need a storage unit and, and uh, you know, a CRM like jobber or, or a uh, bookkeeper like Megan and Joey and all of that stuff. When it comes to pricing your lawn business, you need to uh, pass the, that price on. I learned this from Mike Bedell. Who's paying for all that? Well, our customers are. So we have to calculate when you go and mow someone's yard that they're not just paying for your salary and your, your, your wages. They're also paying for your job or CRM uh, monthly rate. They're also paying for your, your bookkeeping fees. They're, they're also paying for your storage unit. They're also paying for the equipment and uh, the maintenance on that equipment and the, the fuel and your vehicle and the insurance and all of that stuff. It's, it's overhead, right? We need to recover that. Plus we need to pay ourselves as the owner of the company. Plus we need to have a surplus. We need to have money left over. And, and of course we need to pay taxes. And so <clears throat> understanding all of those expenses will help you realize quickly that, wow, I need to make sure I'm charging enough to cover all of this. And yes, you need to stay into the parameters of the market and understand what the market in your area is there in Mississippi. But understanding you have fuel, you have equipment, you have maintenance on your equipment, you have uh, wages eventually when you hire people, you have insurance, you know, eventually you're going to grow into a storage unit or wherever you're going to keep your equipment and all the, the legal part of the business and accounting and um, a CRM, all that stuff, man, it's expensive. So to answer your question, what do you need to charge? You need to charge enough to make sure you're able to pay all of that uh, expenses to run your business, plus yourself as the owner, plus to pay your taxes, plus to have money left over as profit. So uh, there's not an exact number I can give you other than knowing your numbers, paying attention to what all of this stuff costs and making sure you are charging enough. So Hope that helps. If you guys need help raising your prices, check out our price increase letter. Uh, it's available at greenishtreepodcast.com. It's a template that you can send out to your customers to let them know you're raising your prices. And uh, definitely appreciate you listening to today's show and hope to catch you on the next one. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.